Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. What a great lineup here. Wow. It's just incredible to me. Um, It's almost like the sleeping giant has awakened. And I don't know if it's because people got so super creative over the past 30 plus months, or if they have are finding a voice that they didn't think they had, and they had to do so. I know that's happened to us. We were like, no, we're not going anywhere. That's not happening. We're, we're, our doors are not shut and we're going to find a way. And so we started to grow and expand. But it's like this energy that's like, it's like taken off, right? And out of this comes extremely cool creativity, moments of reference to what was. And that's today. I mean, that's today. I want all of you to really meet my very special guest today and somebody that I think just did that, you know, Angela Ann Wicks, the secret psychic. I love that. Like, I love that. But you're going to hear what that really means. But here's what we're talking about in her crazy good book, The Secret Psychic, Embrace the Magic, Subtle Intuition, Natural Spirit, Spirit Communication, and Your Hidden Spiritual Life. Why? Because we do that. We do that. It's like, you know, there's one thing people ask me, how many coming out rituals did you have? And I said, okay, there's the sexuality part. There's the money part. There's this part. Oh, wait. Well, Pat, aren't you intuitive? Oh, no, not me. No, that's not me. And actually, Mark called me out on that on the show last Thursday. I do a show with Mark Anthony, the psychic and the doc. And, And Mark's like, oh, yeah, Dr. Pat, that Pat, she's quite tapped in right there. And I'm like, no, why? Secret, secrets, what's going on? Well, that's what Angela's going to tell us about because we need to come out. We need to be coming out and talking about all those times in Catholic school we talk to Jesus or we're walking down the street and we hear something and we don't do that. We don't make a left, we make a right. But look at this. This is Angela. She's the editor for Body, Mind, Spirit titles, Llewellyn Worldwide. Llewellyn. I got to talk about Llewellyn a minute. I just have to have a moment. I've been doing this 20 years. And I get books from every publisher, pretty much almost every publisher. There are a couple that don't send me books. They don't think I'm interested, but I am. But I went into the office, I think, when was it? About four weeks ago. And I got, well, I got this giant box of books and I opened them up and we go through the books and I review all the books. And on the left, I put the yeses and on the right, I put the noes. And then there's a pile of maybe. And how do I make that decision? It's in the moment I'm in. By the time I was done, the entire box of books 
was in the yes pile. Linda went out of her mind. She's like, she called our one of Daniel, our producer, and she said, did you have the piles mixed up? Are you sure that's Pat's yes pile? And they were all from Llewellyn. And, you know, what's interesting about this is that it's not just that publishing company. There are so many inner traditions. I mean, there's so many out there now that are willing to take the voice of people like Angela Ann and say, you've got a powerful message. We're going to support you in that. Angela, great to have you here. Thank you for bringing me on. Um, I, I don't think I've made this up because I have been doing this 20 years. I've done more interviews than I could even imagine. I've read more books. I read everybody's book, but I'm noticing something. I'm noticing how messages like yours are now getting their due time. How do you feel about that statement? I think that it's really true. And what you were saying before also just, I think broadly people are starting to realize oh it's not just like that psychic that I've seen on this show or this person who does professional psychic readings it's actually me too who I'm just an average person and maybe I'm actually getting these messages and it's a real thing um so I think people are becoming much more aware that this occurs for the everyday person and also to the point that you were saying over the pandemic, people became very inquisitive and self-reflective. Yeah. Um, just from a publishing standpoint, I know that um, our readership did increase during that time, which makes a lot of sense because we all literally went inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, literally and metaphorically. And I think that self-reflection, you start having all these realizations and it's just waking people up. I also noticed what publishers and, you know, are more open to now. And, you know, I've done more shows recently on, for lack of a better word, on metaphysical, which is herbal medicine, uh, cannabis. I mean, I've done more shows that would have been so taboo. Yeah. And so why is that? It's because publishers are willing to publish them. They're willing to tell their story. Maybe they've had a change of heart. Maybe they've had a change of management. It doesn't matter. But these books are really filling a gap that the public wants, right? Just like your book. I want to ask you this question. You don't write a book that's called Secret Psychic. Because you like wake up one day and say, hello, I'm just going to be like all about this. No. So I got to ask you this question because I know it's in there. And by the way, that's not the only title. It's like we're going to talk about embrace the magic of subtle intuition, natural spirit communication and hidden spiritual life. So like this is a big show. But <laughs> what happened? What challenges? What obstacles, Angela? did you have to personally overcome to get here talking here in this very moment about this topic? Um, these topics have really been a part of me since I was a kid. And I have always been really introverted and also very shy. 
And I've been kind of a person that really tests the water to feel people out, to feel situations out, to make sure it's safe for me to share um, about whatever situation, also about who I am, to make sure that I'm not um, going to get in trouble or be judged or whatever it might be. And that came into play in this side of myself that was um, experiencing subtle abilities, my spiritual interests that I had, all of these internal explorations that I really wanted to talk to other people about, but in feeling out the situation and testing the waters, I did. I never really felt like it was, there was a safe space for me to voice this side of myself. Yeah. So for a very, very long time, I explored on my own. I read a ton of books. This was before the internet. And it's crazy that I can say that because it makes me feel very old, but um, before the internet. So the library was my resource. I would find whatever I could in that way and just um, absorb people's stories, dive into the exercises and try to nurture myself in that way because this was such a strong draw for me and something that was so powerfully um, an aspect of myself that I knew I needed to explore. So there was just that strong sense of um, um, alignment. And yeah. also just that secrecy, because I knew just from subtle messages that I was getting from society and from other people around me that it wasn't okay to be sharing these types of things. So it was secret for a very long time for me. And um, it wasn't really until I was in my 20s, almost into my 30s, where I started taking classes and actually meeting up with people who also had these interests and starting to feel like I could talk with other people and learn in public. And then when I got the position at Llewellyn, that just blew the doors off where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm in a community now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The reason I ask that question is, you know, when... Um, I had a bunch of serious life things happen to me. And let's talk about them in the, in the context of your book. And there were so many catalysts for change. And, you know, astrologers like to look at my chart and they say, oh, that's because Uranus was like in your house career. So that's their explanation. But what I do next or what I had done next, I didn't really think very hard about. I just did it. But when I graduated from my program down at Claremont, I didn't do what that degree was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I ended up having a spiritual experience, as they say, to the point where my dean of my school saw me with two thunder aids and literally blacklisted me from mentoring any other students. That's why I love this question, because this is really a coming out party for so many people to own their spirituality, mm -hmm. to own their their idea of talking to spirit, you know, to own their secrecies about this. Can you just talk to the energy that you feel that your message in this book will generate? I really, my goal is that it empowers people. That is the core. That's the heart of what I really want um, energetically for it to bring to people is the sense of empowerment and also 
um, a feeling of connection, even if you are the secret psychic and working independently, um, just being able to recognize that there are other people out there who are in the exact same situation and getting a sneak peek insight into what my journey has been, um, as well as what different professional psychics, professional mediums, professional subtle energy intuitives, what their um, starting point was and what their evolution of their own development and their journey has been too, because I interview a bunch of people in part yep. two of the book and get their perspectives. So I think that can be really, really validating and reassuring yep. to people. Yep. All right, let's get to that for a minute, because this is, let's tell people a little bit, a bit about the book, because it's not just you pick it up, it's academic. You've really got some conversations in here that really offer different perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, it's kind of a cool approach to really be speaking with people and to speak with people and hear what they have to say. Was that kind of the most exciting part of doing this? And what, what conversation, what was it about those conversations that blew you away? I was really excited to get different people's perspectives and people that I've been looking up to. And in a lot of cases, I've been working with for many years. Um, many of the contributors that I interviewed are people that I have worked with as their editor at Llewellyn. So I've worked on their books and I really respect their work. And people like John Holland, I haven't personally worked with him, but I've known of him for a very long time. So seeing the inside of their their own personal stories especially yeah. their starting points was what shocked me the most because i can remember when i first got the responses back from one of the contributors just how i was like my jaw was down the whole time just of like this is what my journey has been too like point by point it was so much the same and it just surprised me because i think a lot of times we put people up on a pedestal um, and I think it helps ground this discussion um, and helps us to realize that we're, we all have these abilities and many of us were starting at the same starting points um, and we all have this potential. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk to you about this, about also timing and delayed responses. But you mentioned John Holland. I've known John a long time. He's one of the few first people that ever decided to be on my show when it was called Crust Busting, right, John? And I remember John coming on. This was like the weirdest, most bizarre thing, right? I mean, I didn't have my future envisioned where it is today. I had a sense of it. And I remember John coming on and just talking to me and he says something on the show. I, I, I don't remember what happened, but it was early on when the show was still crust busting. And he said, Hey, you know, what's up with you in Australia? You know, what, what is it about you in Australia? And I'm like, John, don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no interest in Australia. He says, I'm telling you in the next six to nine months, Australia, Australia, Australia. Six to nine months, right? Out of the blue, a network in Australia. Shout out to Sean. Sean, I'm going to shout out to you. Sean Eisen owns a mega network in Australia. Somehow says, hey, do you want to start sending me shows? Now, we have been sending shows for a good 15 years to Sean. 
He plays these shows on 45 travel things and then distributes them to I don't know where. That was the first. The second was, I get a message from Olivia Newton-Johns, PR, Michael person. Would you like to interview Olivia? And I stepped back and I said, oh my gosh. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, and it continued. One of our amazing hosts, Sarah Main, Australia, worked with her. But sometimes we get the vision, but we don't see the action right away. Have you gotten that in your stories? Have you heard people talk about that? Definitely. And a lot of times for me personally, that is how messages play out is that I don't understand what they mean initially. But I always say, as long as you let spirit know, like, okay, I, I, I'm open to hearing more. I don't quite get it, but keep going. <laughs> they'll keep, they'll keep feeding you the message in whatever ways that they keep tweaking for it to hit. Um, there's one example that I give where I heard from a grandparent about a week after he passed away. And I didn't understand what I was seeing because what I was seeing was him on a throne and there were all these flowers all around him and lots of people. And he was such a humble person that I was like, him on a throne, that's really bizarre. But okay, I guess everyone is celebrating in spirit that he's back and they're happy. That's cool. But then it kept coming back to me, like uh, throughout the following week, occasionally I would just get flashes and it was like, someone would be putting it like right in my face, like, look at it closer, look at it closer. And um, I started seeing like, oh, it's more like a parade float. And then it was like, wow, there's so many carnations, like what the heck? Carnations are such a cheap flower. Why is it carnations? <laughs> and then um, one night I was like, dang it, I'm going to journal. I don't know what this is. And so I was just like, just jotting things down of what I'd been seeing. And I wrote down that I was seeing things from the sidelines. And then all of a sudden I wrote, it was like um, a homecoming, like a football homecoming. <laughs> and I just stopped and I looked at it like, oh my gosh, homecoming. And one of the things that I always associated with him was football. Like that's what I always saw him as because he loved it so much. And so that was his message. It was homecoming. It was this football theme. And then he was also homecoming. So it just shocked me, but I didn't understand that at first at all. And it just kept popping up. And eventually once I sat with it, the meaning came to me. Wow. Angela, one of the things I love, I want to talk to you about when we come back from break, I was so, I was, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised about the way you've written the book. And I just want to talk about it a minute and then we'll go to break. And what I mean by that is when I looked at this originally, and it's really what drawn me to, drew me to it right away, I started to look at how you are communicating and teaching us about this. Everything from those that want to really take the assessment, I call it the assessment, the secret psychic questionnaire, I guess, right? The q and I don't know why I called it assessment. But everything from that to feeling some of the emotional pain, as you described, Amy, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you take us on this beautiful journey of both, you know, your personal insights 
life path, callings. And then you introduce us to really how to identify symbols, how to look at things like that. But one of the most powerful things you do in all of this, and I want you to talk about it when you come back, is integration. How to integrate it all, whether it's sensory, whether it's symbols, how do we put it together? And what if we are getting messages from our loved ones? What are the symbols? What if we're drawn to things and we don't know why? There's so much that you put in this book that really bring things together that I believe will empower people. And I want to talk with you about that when we come back. Not to mention, hello, some of our previous hosts, Sherry Dillard. I mean, my gosh, wait till you read some of these stories. How do we find out about you? How do we get a copy of the book? Let's get people to do that right now. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is Angela A. Wicks. And then my website is www.angelaann.wicks.com forward slash arts. I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, get ready to take the journey beyond symbols, touching the heart, and how to put it all together. But more importantly, the secret psychic is going to help us understand how we trust this. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you ready to expand and move forward and create the love in your life that you truly desire and deserve? Specializing in consensually non-monogamous and polyamorous relationships, Elizabeth Cunningham works with all people who want to expand and grow the love they have in their lives. Contact Elizabeth for more information on love coaching and applying for her online course, Love Deeper, at elizabethcunningham.com. Tune into The Dr. Diane Show, where we explore a revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. 
Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great. Look, uh, I want to just tell you that we are talking, as you heard before we went to break, we're talking with Angela, Angela Wicks, The Secret Psychic. Uh, The book is available. Uh, Please, just honestly, it's we're going to talk about the book right now. But I just want everybody to know that it, it has much more than just talking about the secret psychic. It talks about what happens when you explore the magic of your inner secret world. What happens when you start to have situations that develop knowledge that you have? You know, what happens when you read some of these stories and you think, oh my gosh, really? Is that what happened to Cindy? Or is that what happened? So the book is really, really cool because what she does is she gives us practices, which you need, right? Practice. You don't, you don't get good at anything unless you practice it, unless you're like, I don't know, like a natural born hot dog eater. But I bet even then you got to practice. And then there are these beautiful stories. And one of them is a personal experience, right? Where, you know, you hear, you hear about a vision, right? You hear about a vision. How often have you all had experiences or visions? Now, if you tune into our show tonight, The Psychic and the Doc, Mark talks about that. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, right? I mean, he's like the afterlife guy. He talks about this all the time, but the way you do this in this book, right? The way you talk about a flicker, right? right? The mm-hmm. way you talk about a flicker of hello, or you talk about a vision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so often it can be easily perceived as our own thought or mm-hmm. like, oh, that was a weird thing. And then you move on and you just kind of dismiss it or don't really think on it but um there was one day for example that um on the hour at each hour for that day and I didn't realize this until at the end of it I sat down and wrote it all down but Mm. um I saw an animal sign I saw Mm. another animal sign I had a flash of a vision I heard I you know there were so many like all of these things that ended up stacking on top of each other. And in the end, um, the last, it was another animal sign when it happened, as soon as it happened before I could even process it in logically in my thought of like, Oh, was this a sign? Was this a message? I was bawling. And so I was bawling reading this. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm holding back the tears now as I'm looking at it now again. And I'm just, I don't, you, you just write so beautifully. I was like right there with you. Yeah. Thank you for talking about it. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I want people to get out of it is like in that one example where I was getting message after message after message and wasn't getting it, I was interpreting things as my own thoughts, as my own like mental flickers. But until I had that energetic or emotional reaction where it was like, oh my gosh, this was a message. And then I thought on it and processed 
was like, oh, this whole day I've been getting messages from my sister. And then I realized, oh my gosh, it's her birthday. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I want people to start understanding what they aren't understanding. And that's where I think the practices become really valuable, not only in just developing and progressing and becoming stronger in your abilities, but um, casting out that confusion where you are just kind of like not getting it. Um, and when you don't get things, sometimes it can bring in fear that where you're just like, what is this? I don't understand. So um, in the practices and in the stories, I, my goal is really to help people understand what's going on and be able to more easily recognize when this is happening mm -hmm. for them. And you did such a beautiful way, especially about the way you laid this out. You know, normally when I read books like this and, you know, there really isn't a book like this because you've done such a beautiful job in integrating your personal journey, principles, symbols, and then other voices. I mean, if I were going to write a book, this is exactly the way I'd write it. So 20,000 interviews, you think I should write a book about some of those conversations, right? But what I loved about this was you even went so far as to mention influencing physical objects. Right. And I was reading that and I thought, wow, that explains a lot. Can, listeners are not going to know what I'm talking about. Can you tell, tell the audience what I mean about this part of the book that you wrote? Um, after my sister passed away, she she was always big into, oh, I found a penny from grandpa. Oh, I, um, I found another penny from whoever, you know, she was big into pennies. And after she passed away, me and other family members, we were getting bombarded with pennies. <laughs> I told my husband, I was like, I cleaned, keep your change in a safe space. If I get a penny, I want to know it's from her. Um, but I was talking with a family member trying to figure out like, where did this originate? And um, we kind of tracked it back to the movie Ghost. And so that was like her, the heart of where she, this became important to her. So in, as when she transitioned in spirit, it became another tool for her to like have pennies be really prominent. And, um, but for another, for her partner, he ended up having um, a lighter, which she loved candles. She, she always had candles out everywhere. And this was something that I found in her apartment. And I, I gave to him because I assumed it was something he would want. And um, he said he put it on the dresser. And every day he would pass by it and think, I've got to put that somewhere safe. I've got to put that somewhere safe. And um, he just, you know, he couldn't figure out where to put it, or he just kept putting it off. And then um, he started noticing it being moved. So, so that was, you know, it was an object that he was obviously paying attention to. So I feel like for her, from her perspective, it was like, okay, this is something he's going to notice if I move it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that we're talking about this. I mean, part of the other thing is you really, you have not left Mustra out. I was really surprised. And especially, you know, when I got to the part in the book where you went on to talk about this, but you you use this beautiful heart. I mean, I was reading through the book and I thought, oh, wait, she's still talking about Amy. 
the richness of what Amy wanted you to share, the richness of this story and how enlivened and enlightened it is. I mean, when I got to the part about channeling and divination, I get asked a lot, where did you study from? I mean, what broad, no, no, I dialed the wrong phone number. That's why I'm like here now. Okay. But when I get behind the mic or headset or whatever you want to call it, something happens. And I, I don't know if it was Benny or one of the other producers said to me recently, geez, you're like talking about your mom a lot. Can you help us understand one, people get really afraid of this. They want to shy away from it. They get afraid of the spiritual connection that channeling brings. But the way you talk about it is really cool. Can you talk about the energy of this and, and, and how important this is now? Because I think the electromagnetic frequencies are like crazy. And I think the ability to get more of this, not less of this is happening. I don't know. What do you think, Angela? Um, I think in terms of like the secret psychic, yeah. um, one of the, I, I lay out all of the fears that to me are the reason why we remain secret. And one of them would be that historically religious traditions have persecuted or made it even illegal by law for the everyday person to have insight or wisdom or even perspective um, that they haven't gained from like a priest or the clergy or um, from people who are higher up in the religion. And I think that that is a big piece of where people have this fear around channeling because when you are channeling, you're directly tapping into spirit. You're directly connected with um, family, friends, or just that greater energy. And you're, you know, there's no middle person. You're directly accessing that information. And so I think that is one of the key reasons why people have that yeah. fear. And then you even go on to say something really cool. This shows up in the show we do at four o'clock today, four o'clock Pacific with Mark. And it's the one that the connection might be too painful. Right. And I, I remember this because Linda and I, Linda's my best friend. She's producer. She's actually like, why you're here. And she comes to visit. Her family took me in. I really was homeless at 17. And the universe, God organized me to meet Linda, her mom and dad, and they became my family. I was so close to Joan and Bjorn, but Joan had a lot of dragons and dragon lamps. Linda has them too, but she had these two beautiful dragon lamps. And I had said to her, I love those lamps. And she gave them to me. They're beautiful. She passed away. They were in my bedroom. And Linda and I were in the other room and we must have been like nitpicking a little bit. I don't know, maybe arguing. Mm -hmm. Heard a crash, crash, loud. And we're like, oh my God, did the furnace explode? Got up, walked in the bedroom. One of the dragon lamps had literally, I'm telling you, jumped like it would be on a, a shelf, like a dresser like this, mm -hmm. jumped from the dresser, 
to the floor didn't get broken. Wow. <laughs> didn't get broken. Not a single thing. And we ask ourselves this exact question. What does Joan want us to really be talking about here? What is the message? So many opportunities, Angela, right? Mm -hmm. And doesn't your book give us permission to explore them? I really hope that people give themselves the permission. And through reading the book, I, that's definitely a goal. Um, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. until you give yourself permission, you're, you're really just at a standstill. Or you're just bombarded and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But you see, your book does give us permission because here's what it does. It says you're not crazy. Hello. Yeah, right. right. You know, the fact that I got kicked out of Catholic boarding school because Jesus told me in advance my mom had died. Hello. I went to therapy for like eight years on that. Mm -hmm. But your book allows us to say, hey, wait a minute. This happened. This happened. What was I want to ask you this. Take a short break. I want to ask you this. What was the most like aha part of this book? When you sat down and you, you, you type in your way, you said to yourself, I cannot wait to write about this. Don't tell me now. Hold on to that. <laughs> but how do people get a copy of the book and how do they find out about you? Uh, at my website, www.angelaann.wix.com forward slash arts. And get the book, right? Get yeah. the book? Okay. So when we come back, we're going to get, we're going to ask the secret psychic like secrets now. <laughs> we're going to get at the secret part. Stay tuned, everybody. Benny, we'll be right back. Are limitations holding you back from living a powerful and authentic life? Are you able to see yourself and others through a lens of empathy and compassion? Tune in to Awaken Your Truth with me, Ratika Rose, to discover how to free your mind, heal your life, and embody your power second and fourth Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, YouTube, and across all podcast stations. I'm on a mission to inspire a shift in you so together we can collectively heal the world. To learn more about me, visit RatikaRose.com. When trauma is stored in the body, it can subconsciously affect and determine our life experience. Learn how the mind connects with the body and how you can pursue your own healing and growth so that your line shines brighter than ever on the Law of Attraction Traction with host, my mom, Green Beerfield, every third Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about Kareen and her services as a holistic heart-centered counselor, visit KareenBeerfield.com. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and yes, our office is open. And we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Looking for the next Can't Put It Down book? Pick up Unapologetically Favored by Courtney Cottrell, 21-year active duty master chief with the U.S. Navy and motivational speaker. See this beautiful coming-of-age story unfold through the eyes of a true leader. A testimony of tenacity, faith, and self-love that will have you embarking on your own path of self-discovery. Visit unapologeticallyfavored.com to learn more about Courtney and her work. 
How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Angela A. Wicks, The Secret Psyche. It's really a just love this book. I'm not going to get to all of it, but I want to just jump ahead and just let everybody know that really, if you want to find out more about this, go to Angela. Angela, let's get them over to your website again. Please do that. It's www.angelaann.wix.com forward slash arts. Actually beautiful website. So let me just talk about this. When you go there, yes, you're going to find the book, but you're going to find artwork. It's beautiful, beautiful website. So I just want to just share more about Angela for a minute, because this must be like secret too. This has got to be like <laughs> a secret. So we didn't even talk about the secret. But when you go here, you're going to see all of her, her artwork, her books, her writing, all of this. And when you come out and you are this person and then you decide I'm going to come out the secret psychic. Now I got to ask you, tell us some secrets from the secret psychic that I didn't talk about in the book. Um, One of the things you, you mentioned, what was so surprising. So some of the things that were, that felt so good to get down on paper and that kind of clicked in as I was writing um, were secrets that I kept as a kid. (laughs) So those are some of my secrets, just like experiences of hearing spirit messing with me, buzzing in my ear or instances where I felt other people's feelings and did not understand what was going on. Um, so I kind of distill those secret stories from my childhood and things that I didn't understand at all. Um, Because, you know, the world is weird when you're a kid, you're learning what's real and what's not. And I had no context for the things that were happening. So I didn't understand them until I was older. And once I started writing them down, it was like, oh, yeah, there was this other weird thing that happened, too. And this is what was actually going on. So, you know, now, the more I listen to you, the more I'm thinking, maybe I should really talk to somebody about this book, because I mean, I think I, I think we blank things out, right? Yeah, yeah. Did the writing process enable you to remember more? Like as you were talking, yeah, it did. I remember getting in serious trouble for coming home early from school. I was sick. This is in the Bronx. My dad used to lock everything from the inside out. You could not get out of the house if you were in, okay? You can only get in one way, through the door that I was in. Everything was locked. Everything was locked. There were no keys. Couldn't get out once you're in. This is the guy that also cemented the green grass. But 
I remember coming home and I walked into the basement where we had a little, us girls slept downstairs and I walked in and I saw three people all in like brown sepia, a man with the hat, old school, like funky, a woman, funky, and a young girl. They look so real to me. Mm -hmm. I went screaming at the neighbors. They called the police, surrounded the block. Everybody comes in. There was only one way in and one way out. Nobody in the house. Wow. I got punished for a month. Oh my God. And of course, sent back to Dr. Jacoby. But see, these are important things to share with people, Angela. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this next question. You, you interviewed a lot of people. I mentioned, you know, really great people. Any stories from them where you said, really? That for real? <laughs> I think about Sherry Dillard and I like, really, Sherry? But like, I mean, you must have had a couple of moments of those. Um, the one that surprised me um, a lot was um, Cindy Dale. Cindy. I just see her as someone who is so open and is so aware of her abilities and you know she teaches to so many different people she travels all over the world and I was surprised by her backstory and how much she struggled as a kid um yep. and the you know different family dynamics and lack of support um so that was something that surprised me um not only with her but with some of the other contributors too just for the fact that they're so out there now, like there's no secret, you know, they're out there and they're doing this and they came from circumstances that often were not supportive to who they were and what they were experiencing, which made it a lot harder when this is already kind of challenging when you're learning on yeah. your own. Yeah. May I also mention how you did this? Because I don't think people will get what I loved about this is you kind of did it. I'm like a little researcher at heart. I hate to admit that, but it's like true. If you saw my dissertation, it is done like that. But you asked them questions mm -hmm. and then they answered. And then you ask them another question. And then they, I love that you did that because you could have taken the other format. You could have said, oh, here's my conversation with Sherry or here's my Michael. Tell me about this format because it's brilliant to ask them like the question. Like I have a signature question that I ask you. Everybody's answered it. But mm -hmm. this is beautiful to hear the quotes and what they say. Were you like jazzed about that? Yeah, I was. And initially, I actually had planned to just interview them and get their <laughs> insights to confirm my own knowledge so that I knew what I was writing was not just me being weird. <laughs> so I wanted to confirm my own experience through other people's knowledge as well, who were professionals in the field. Um, and then I had planned to, in certain areas, maybe interweave some of their responses into the body text. So um, it would have all just been part one of the book, basically, and there wouldn't have been a part two. But I when I started getting their answers back, it was yes. like, wow, I want people to see this exact quote. Thank and I you. Want, and I want to see how, I want them to see how this person's answer compares to this other person's answer. And so that's why I put it with the question, 
and then the answer from Melanie, the answer from Cindy, the answer from um, Granddaughter Crow. So it's all in a row. So you can see in instances where, oh, they're all saying the same thing. That's interesting. Or, oh, wow, this person says something totally different that's in contrast to this person. So you can see how in some instances we perceive or experience these abilities in different ways, or we have different beliefs about these abilities. I love the question you asked them about books. Because um, I grew up basically illiterate. I stuttered. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to sell drugs and stutter. Mm -hmm. I stuttered and, um, you know, I had that. But I love the answer that Cindy gave on this, where she said, "I I shut out my intuitive gifts. And certainly for me, after that event, I did. But I didn't really. And she said, I was young. And I continued reading Supernatural books. See, this is what I love about how our pop culture has given us evidence that we are now evolving. I didn't read anything but comic books and I used to read them and I used to draw them. And then from drawing them, I would create new imagery from them. And I remember Dr. Jacoby looking at him and says, well, well, uh, uh, that's not the comic. He said, you drew something different. I said, well, not really. I said, that's the comic, but this is the comic. And don't you see these other people are in it? And he says, no, they're not. This is important for people to read these answers. And I thank you for not editing them. I don't think you did, right? Or did you? No. No. So much here. I want to ask you this question. This does allow people to maybe, who grew up like me, thinking, like that. I mean, I have corporate performance reviews where I get outstanding reviews and promoted and they tell me I'm on another planet. But this does give people an opening to say, wow. Right? Yeah. Were you amazed at how empowering this was in the end? Or, or is it just me? I was surprised by how impactful those interview responses were for me I wasn't I was in I was interested and I was curious but I was surprised at how personally validating it was to see all of their responses I gotta go to Sherry and this is my last question because it really brings it together I think Sherry I mean so many great things but Sherry said something interesting in here she said it would have helped to know that I could trust what was happening and that using intuition is practical and not as out there as we may initially think. Is that one of your visions for people that might read this book is to help them trust? Yeah. Yeah. And to know that what they're experiencing is normal. Um, The forward for the book, it was written by Echo Bogeen, who was my own instructor. And she starts out the forward by saying, I wish that every parent, every teacher would share this material with kids, you know, before they get into school or in their kindergarten or whatever, just um, because I think, you know, we get into our teens or we're adults and people are trying to figure it out. But um, if we start recognizing when kids are showing these interests or these experiences and we can, we can put context to it for them, Mm-hmm. and help them understand what they're experiencing I think that will help us evolve even to the next yeah. level I can't thank you enough for um 
you can still be secret psychic. That's okay. That that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're going to be a secret like as you were. Um, but there's another quote from the book that I think that is so brilliant and what your part of your message is, and it's accept yourself and your intuition. You are who you need most. Yeah. If we could just grab a little bit of the wisdom that you bring forth in this book and we can trust it, we will be able to do amazing, unbounded, beautiful, gifted, grateful, kind things in the world. And I hope you write a second book. Thank you. I hope you create some <laughs> oracle cards from this. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. It, I, because if you don't do it, somebody else will pick up this book because I'm just reading a couple of quotes. But you mm -hmm. can literally take what these contributors gave and said, and your story. Mm -hmm. These are what we need to wake up with every day, Angela, and be reminded of. We really do. And I can't thank you enough for sharing some personal I'm telling you, I, I cried a lot during this book. I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I didn't cry for 40 years. So crying is yeah. good for me. Yep. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Um, I want people to know that you can be empowered with these experiences, with your subtle abilities, and also you aren't alone in this journey. Um, it's fine to stay secret in it forever or just for now. And once you start feeling like you want to share with other people, I get into that in the book for how you can do that in a really safe and secure way. So I hope that you have joy in these abilities. And I want to mention, if I could, thank you for that message. This is not the only book you've written. There are other books. There are other things on your website. Mm -hmm. How do people contact you if they want to email you, perhaps ask you a question, any of that? I have an about page on my website and there's a contact form there. Sweet. And I also do review my direct messages on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you for really opening a door for so many people that are painfully suffering with their gifts and talents. Thank you, Angela. Uh, Angela, Angela Ann Wicks. I'm Dr. Pat. I want to thank all you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Uh, again, please take a look at this book. It's available on Amazon, by the way, and you can get the hard copy and you can get the Kindle. And I'm hoping like maybe she'll do an audio version. But I mean, if she needs help with the studio, we can help her with that. I just keep giving you more stuff to do. Yep. <laughs> gotta, I got to have the audio version. 